0: This is the third message in our Advent series. The message today is Jesus, our joy. It follows uh, Jesus, our hope, and Jesus, our peace. Now, we all know that joy is a small word, but it has big impacts on us. What is joy? It's defined as to feel great delight, to be glad, or to be happy. Related to the word is, rejoice. Words rejoice and joy appear over 300 times in the scriptures and we will talk about some of those verses in a moment. Just a personal word as we begin this morning uh, for myself and and my wife uh, who has had cancer since uh, 2016 and had a couple different chemo uh, sessions throughout that experience. Uh, Yesterday we received a wonderful word of joy after the CT scan at Mayo Rochester showed that she had no signs of cancer. Praise God we were joyful and uh, we want to share that with you today too. But joy is related to the word happiness which appears around 30 times in the scriptures. So what brings you joy? Well as I described for you a moment ago for us it certainly was Uh, to be healthy, to be well. For some, it's putting up decorations on the tree this time of year. Um, That's something that brings joy also to my wife, Joni. Not so much for me. She may call me a Scrooge, but uh, although I enjoy it when it's all finished, others have joy in giving presents, others in receiving presents. For me, uh, one of my delights uh, comes from our dog named winnie who loves to play ball who loves to go on walks and she's a joy for me there are different kinds of joy we all experience different kinds of joy well today we want to primarily of course focus on everlasting joy that comes from jesus christ he brought joy in many ways as we read through the scriptures he brought joy by healing people he brought joy by forgiving people of their sins by casting out demons, by showing compassion and love to the multitudes, and we could go on and on. We all want joy in our lives. In fact, we all need joy in our lives because without it, life would be incomplete. Life would be just simply miserable. Joy is a a gift God gives us, like similar to grace, a gift that God gives to us. The Greek word for joy is kara, C-H-A-R-A and it's closely related to the word for grace, which is charis, C-H-A-R-I-S. So as we are aware of God's grace and goodness and his gifts and his blessings, we in turn, we experience also his joy, which is everlasting. I want to begin by having you hear a familiar word of joy from Luke 2 verses 8 through 12. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. Did you catch that? You've heard it before. I bring you good news of great joy, not just joy, great joy. That word great is the Greek word megas, M-E-G-A-S. It's where we get our English word mega. So this is good news of mega joy, extreme joy, great joy. In fact, the highest joy. This mega joy is for who? It's for all people. The angel said, for you, for me, for all, this mega joy is because God, who seemed far away, had come in human flesh, Emmanuel, meaning God with us. And we sing songs like, joy to the world, the Lord has come, O come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant, and then another secular tune, tis the season to be jolly, or joyful, and yet We know that joy seems to elude many people. Real lasting joy is realizing what God has done, what God is doing, and what God will do. Past, present, and future. In fact, the hymn, Joy to the World by Isaac Watts, was a poem he wrote based on Psalm 98, which is a psalm about the second coming of Jesus, which is future joy. Now, although we sing joy to the world this time of year, and it's a good thing to do that, the lyrics were never meant to be a Christmas song. Still, just as Jesus brought joy to the world at his first coming to earth as a baby, he will bring joy to the world when Jesus comes again. Let earth receive her king. And this king brings forgiveness and eternal life to all who believe. Today, Jesus died to offer forgiveness, and he rose again to offer eternal life. That's cause, don't you think, for mega joy, extreme joy. This time of year, Christmas is to be a season of joy, but for many, as I mentioned, it is not. Even for some who belong to Jesus, who attend church, who pray, who sing songs of praise, we too, at times, can lose the joy, or at least the feeling that joy brings us, We recognize there are some joy stoppers, which we will talk about in a moment. But hear this first. The joy of the Lord is my strength, from Nehemiah 8, 10. I want to say it again. You can repeat it with me if, if you like. The joy of the Lord is my strength. This was Ezra's word, who was a religious leader, given to the remnant of Israel who had returned to Judah after their captivity in order to rebuild the city of Jerusalem and its temple. It was a time of recognition that God had brought them back, but also of being obedient to the Lord, which they had failed to do beforehand, and thus they were in captivity. Now they had come back. The joy of the Lord is my strength, Ezra says. And that's for us too. One of the key factors to joy is being obedient to God and what his word says. Listen to what Jesus gave to us concerning the word joy in John 15. He describes complete joy in verses 9 through 11, John 15. He said, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. Hope you caught that last word. Complete joy is experienced as we live in obedience to God. God gives us some practical ways to be obedient, to help us keep that mega joy throughout this time of year. I want to talk briefly about four things that God would have us to do in order to help, help us keep that mega joy. The first one is this. Give your worries and concerns to God. Give your worries and concerns to God. We've heard that before. But what are some of the things that make people anxious this time of year? Well, things like this. What am I going to buy that person? How will I pay for it? What if they get me a gift and I don't get them one? How am I going to get everything done? Is it safe to travel, even to go see my loved ones? How will I stay healthy? worry can be a joy stopper and is a joy stopper for many not only of course during christmas time but all, all year long. all all year long it's hard to be joyful when you're stressed out or worried or discouraged worry really asks the question what if and answering that what if in a negative way worry is stewing without doing the word worry In the Greek is made up of two words that mean this, to divide the mind. Worry divides the mind between what's positive and negative, those being negative, damaging thoughts. Our English word worry means to choke or to strangle. That's not good. Not at all, of course. Worry chokes out our joy. Worry is probably the least productive thing that we ever do, and yet, yet we do it anyway. I like what former pro baseball player Mickey Rivers, who played for the Texas Rangers and other teams, uh, shared concerning his philosophy on worry. Here's what he said. He said, Ain't no sense worrying about things you got control over, because if you got control over them, ain't no sense worrying. And... There ain't no sense worrying about things you got no control over either, because if you got no control over them, ain't no sense worrying. You got that? That's pretty solid stuff, but I think it boils down to what Jesus said in Matthew 6. He said these words Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own." Matthew 6, various verses. Because of the ill effects of worry, Jesus tells us not to worry about those things that God, after all, promises to supply all our needs. Worry can damage our health. It can cause the object of our worry to consume our thoughts. It can disrupt our productivity. It can negatively affect the way we treat one another. And it can reduce our ability to trust in God. Why should we worry? It doesn't make sense, does it? We ought to be concerned. That's a good word, I suppose. But worry, no. Worry immobilizes, but concern moves us to some action. For example, planning for tomorrow is time well spent. But as Jesus says, worrying about tomorrow is time that is wasted. The Bible goes on to say in Philippians 4, as it talks about the, <coughs> the words joy and worry, it says this in Philippians 4, 4 through 7, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which passes understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 4 4-7. It's not a coincidence here that Paul talks about rejoicing and worry in the same context. If you are ever going to be able to rejoice always, as it says, rejoice always, again I say rejoice, you must learn how to really overcome worry in your life. Paul says the key is to give every anxiety over to God, to pray, to seek his help, to trust him, to give your worries over to him will help keep that joy alive in your life. Peter said this way, cast all your cares upon the Lord for he cares for you. And so we give them over to God. That was from 1 Peter 5, verse 7. Let's move along. Another way to keep mega joy in our life is by refusing to focus on what you don't have. That should be obvious. In other words, be content. Hebrews thirteen five. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Have you ever said something like this or thought something like this? I wish I had more money to buy gifts, or I wish I could go south for the winter, or if I had a house like those people, I'd be happy too, or... I wish my family was more like theirs, or I wish my marriage was like theirs. Listen, you will not always be able to give or receive all you want. Your families aren't perfect. At times, loved ones will leave us and go home to be with Jesus. These things should not be allowed to affect, however, our joy. The true meaning of Christmas is never and can be never taken away, for Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever no matter what we go through. It's only when you make, for example, this time of year, Christmas, something that w- it was not intended to be, that this uh, can be a joy stopper. If you refuse to focus on what you don't have and bless the Lord for what you do have and what he's given you and his blessings, your joy should remain full. Another way to keep make a joy is to have time for rest. Yes, rest. Rest is a good thing. The words of Job 9.25 describe the lives of many during this time of year. He said this, My days are swifter than a runner. They fly away without a glimpse of joy. We know people do a lot of running here and there, especially during this season of Christmas, although this year not as much because of COVID-19. But depending on your situation, you may have malls to conquer and presents to buy and traffic to battle and programs to attend and food to prepare and cards to send and decorations to hang and parties to go to. Again, not so much maybe this time of year, but uh, it does happen. People become stressed out. Their lives are out of balance. They're unrested. And because of that, it makes them what? Makes them grumpy, to say the least sometimes actually mean. That's why we need rest. Rest is so important that God, God himself made that and made himself as uh, as an example to us. When he created the world, the Bible says it took six days and on the seventh day, what did he do? God rested. Was God tired? No, God does not get tired god was modeling an important principle of our lives that we all need a scheduled time of rest god didn't need it but he set us an example much like jesus set us an example by being baptized not because he had sin and he needed forgiveness of his sin because he he didn't but to set us an example of how to have a relationship with god and to Live in obedience to Him as He says, Now, this is what I want you to do. The point is we all need rest. Otherwise, our joy suffers. So how do you make sure that you get rest? Well, here's one way. Learn to say no. (laughs) Many people are addicted to the lifestyle of going faster and faster and how important that makes them feel how much they can get done. If they aren't busy, they aren't happy. No, I realize that some people have more energy and drive. But we all need to put the brakes on at times. Our lives get overloaded. And when we say yes too much, we live sort of by this verse from Proverbs 20, verse 25. It says this, An impulsive vow is a trap. Later you wish you could get out of it you ever experienced that? I think we all have. You ever ask yourself something like this, why am I doing this? Why did I say yes to this? I really don't want to do this. Carefully, prayerfully make your commitments. Life can be less complicated if you do that. It's always easier for us to get into something than to get out of something. It's always easier to get into debt Than it is to get out of debt. It's always easier to get into a a relationship than to get out of it. It's always easier to get into trouble than to get out. It's always easier to fill up your schedule than to empty your schedule. But there are times that we need to say no. We have limits. Saying no is okay. It's not a bad thing. In fact, it's a necessary thing. And the fourth thing and the final thing I want to share to keep mega joy in our lives Never forget the reason for the season. You and I need a savior. The angel said to the shepherds, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord, the Christ child Jesus. Didn't come 2000 years ago so that we could give each other gifts and decorate our houses and drink eggnog and have parties and sit on Santa's lap. Although if you do those things, that's okay. But it's not the real reason for the season. And why we celebrate, Jesus came as a little boy, born to a virgin in Bethlehem, laid in a manger for this reason, to die for our sins. Christmas is about God loving us so much that he gave his son to to come to this earth in order that he may die for us. And you might say, well, I thought that was what the season of Lent was about, not the season of Advent. Yes. Yes. It is, but we know that it began with the birth of our Savior Jesus. That's why we can say with mega joy that I matter to God and that's what matters to me. It doesn't really matter that I get certain things or don't get certain things or that I give this or don't give that because I matter to God so much and he loves me. That's what it's about. How can you not be joyful when you think about that? 2,000 years ago, a Savior was born, and he offers you and I life and mega joy. You know, I think the person that that had the most joy of all that ever lived, of course, was Jesus. He was joyful, yet poor. He was joyful, yet abandoned in the garden. He was joyful even though he was betrayed. He was joyful even though he hung... On a tool of torture, the cross, his hands and feet pierced with Roman spikes, Jesus embodied a stubborn kind of joy, a joy that refused to bend in the winds of difficulties and pain. Listen to this. He even brought joy before he was born, as his mother Mary paid a visit to her relative Elizabeth, we're told, in Luke 1, who was pregnant with John the Baptist, and upon hearing Mary's voice, John, inside the womb, leaped for joy, we're told, Luke 1, 44. And again, we may wonder, how was Jesus able to maintain his joy? This is a verse I want to end with that is the most important of all. So listen to this verse, Hebrews 12, 2. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Did you hear that? It does not make sense, does it, for Jesus to have joy on the cross. But Jesus knew that in order for us, you and I to have mega joy in the promise of life everlasting, that he would have to endure the cross and die for us, He knew the future joy that would be his as he would rise again from the dead and it would be ours one day too as we too will rise and be with Jesus forever. There is a present joy, the good news of great joy that a Savior has come and there's also a future joy planned for all who love Jesus. And here's a verse that describes both present joy and future joy, 1 John 3, 2. Dear friends, now we are children of God, present. Now we are children of God, and what we will be, future, what we will be has not yet been made known, but we know that when he, being Jesus, appears, comes again, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Let me just share that again. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be, has not yet been made known, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. That's why we celebrate. Mega joy has come to us in the birth and death and resurrection of our Savior Jesus and the gift he offers us is life everlasting as we surrender our hearts and lives to him. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us, our joy, and gives to us Mega joy. Receive him and rejoice, shall we pray. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her King Jesus. You are our mega joy. You came to this world to give your life, to die and then to rise again. And by doing so, you promise us forgiveness and eternal life in you. May we we receive you As a child receives a gift, you are our gift of joy. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.